What's up, boxing fans? This is Sides of Boxing with your host, JJ Sermon. In this podcast, JJ gives an in-depth analysis of nearly every fight, from undercards to main events. Now, let's get into the ring. Welcome to Sasa Boxing, and I'm your host, JJ Sermon. On this episode, I'm going to get into some great fights that happened this past weekend, including Kel Brook, as well as Kit Galahad and Gary Russell Jr. So let's get straight to it. To start things off, I want to get into the notable mentions. For those of you who are new to this podcast, notable mentions are just boxers who aren't on the main card or may not be as known in the boxing community, but did a very good job this past weekend, and they are on the rise to become main event fighters. So the first fighter that I want to get into, which is Charles Conwell. I'm really big on Charles Conwell because he is a really, really good fighter, in my opinion. He has the right skills. He has a lot of power as well as good footwork. And I just think that he's on the rise to becoming a world champion. Mark my words. Remember this because he is really that good. He's a former Olympian as well. So it's just it just all add up to him becoming a really good fighter. And I just think that he he he's definitely on the right path. And he fought this past weekend and he is he improved his record to 12 and 0 with nine KOs. And he fought Ramis. A Gaetan, and he won with a TKO victory in round five. So definitely keep your eye out on Charles Conwell for years to come because, like I said, he's going to be very, very good. Another fighter that I want to talk about is Jamonte Clark. He improved his record now to 15 wins, one loss, and one draw. He's a very good fighter, and he beat Anthony Leak with a unanimous decision. Great job on him, man. He's a very good fighter. Just definitely wanted to point him out. Another fighter I wanted to point out, which is Gary Antoine Russell, as well as Gary Antonio Russell. They both got wins this past weekend, and I definitely wanted to shout them out because they're they're boxers who you got to look out for, man, because they got the family history. They know how to box, and... They got all the skills and the mindset and the talent to become all of them to become world champions. So definitely wanted to point them out. Another boxer that I wanted to point out was Jamie Arboleta. He fought uh, Jason Valdez, and this was one of the best fights this weekend. It was so good. They went 12 rounds back and forth, throwing so many hooks, combinations to the, to the body. It was throwing it to the head. It was throwing so many great shots. They were uh, just giving every all the fans what they wanted, man. It was, it was, it was such an entertaining fight. And Jamie um, Arboleta, he won and he improved his record to sixteen and one. He got a, I want to say a split decision win, and it was he improved his record to sixteen and one. And this was a, a eliminator fight, so now he is in the position to get a title belt in the junior lightweight division. So it was, it was just such a good fight, man. It was a knockdown at the like the last round, man. And Jamie got knocked down, and it was just so so good. So if you haven't watched that, or if you haven't seen the highlights of that, please watch that. Is like I said, it was Jamie Arboleta versus Jason Valdez. Very good fight. Another fight I want to quickly mention was um, Guillermo Riganel. He won and beat uh, Labrello uh, Solis. He beat him and he improved his record to 20 wins, one loss um, with 13 KOs. And this is for the bantamweight division, 12 round fight. 
Um, it started off a little slow, but it picked up, and Guillermo uh, got a knockdown in round seven, and then he just pretty much just got it, cruised his way to the to a win. So I just definitely wanted to point him out as well. And the last fighter I wanted to mention in the in the notable mentions, which is Martin J. Ward, he improved his record now to 24 wins, one loss, and two draws, and now he has 11 KOs, and he beat Jesus Eperin, and his record uh, is 16 and two. Now, and this was for the junior lightweight division, and it was a 10-round fight, and Martin J. Ward did his job, kept the distance. He didn't allow Jesus to get inside and bang with him because that's what he wanted. He wanted a tough fight, but Martin J. Ward just did his job by keeping that distance, keeping that range, keeping that jab, controlling the fight with the jab, and he won the fight beautifully. So I just definitely wanted to put him out because he is in the potential to probably get a title fight soon. So had to point him out. And now let's get into one of the big fights this weekend. And the first one I want to just get straight into is a Kid Galahad fight versus Claudio Marrero. Kid Galahad came into the fight with 26 wins, one loss, a 15 KO versus Claudio Marrero, who came into the fight with 24 wins, three losses and 17 KOs. It was a 12 round fight and the featherweight division is a division that is in the 126 pound division for those of you who may not know. And so Kid Galahad did a fantastic job in this fight. He is such a slick fighter, man. Very, very slick, man, because he does a lot of things that people do not catch within with their just if you're just a casual fan, you won't catch the things that he does, but he's so slick with it. He can be dirty. He can put that, that elbow in the opponent's face, or he can constantly like make moves where he switched from orthodox to southpaw very quickly, and he will move. He will pivot around him. He would do so many great things in the fight, and eventually he just, when the later rounds came, like four, five, six, and then seven, he just tore Claudio Marrera up, and he made him like look like uh he was in a different class when he came to came to boxing like he literally picked that man apart and it was still interesting as he did that i give kid galahad uh a plus performance because he did his thing and i look forward to him getting a title shot because he's going to be a world title he's going to beat somebody to get a title i promise you that because he is that good and so the next fighter that i do want to talk about is the kel brook fight versus mark deluca Kel Brook came into this fight with 38 wins, two losses, and 26 KOs versus Mark DeLuca, who came into this fight with 24 wins, one loss, and 13 KOs in the junior middleweight division. And this is a 12-round fight, and the junior middleweight division is a 154-pound division. In this fight, Kel Brook did a great job at establishing the ring generalship with his jab. He was moving around the ring and he was doing a great job just, yeah, like I said, controlling the fight, not letting Mark DeLuca get, um, push him back. And he was literally pushing forward and he was throwing some nice combinations. He was doing a very good job with his stances at times because he would switch sometimes from orthodox to southpaw or southpaw to orthodox. He would switch it in and out. And uh, Kelbrook would always clinch when he would get in, in the inside against Mark DeLuca. Mark DeLuca, the, 
Mark DeLuca did throw some good shots, um, but it wasn't anything that was hurting Kell Brook. There was a time where it looked like Kell Brook uh, hit him with a a nice uh, combination of punches, and it ended up getting him like it looked like it was a broken nose that he got popped with. But he it didn't hurt him. It seemed like it didn't hurt him, and he just kept fighting through. But uh, one thing that was very evident in this fight was that Mark DeLuca, I kept saying this when I was watching the fight, was Mark DeLuca kept going to the ropes like every 30 seconds. Like, it wasn't even like Kelbrook was pressuring him. It just felt like he was just, when after like round, like I want to say like four and beyond, like it just seemed like every every 30 seconds he would find himself back on them ropes and Kelbrook would just try to set him up and hit some nice combinations and punch through the guard. Like, that's all he kept doing. Like And then it pretty much kept getting him... Uh, the win on each of those rounds because Mark DeLuca kept looking like he was just only going to defend and he was throwing like punches every now and then so he would show the ref that he's not getting uh, pummeled but he was still getting beat and so that's pretty much what happened up until round seven and this is where Calbrook had him on the ropes again had Mark DeLuca on the ropes again and then he hit him with a left jab and it stunned him put him straight to the canvas and that was all she wrote that was it because he couldn't get up from it it was too late by the time he did get up the ref already called the fight off and Kel Brook got a nice win a nice nice win so definitely wanted to point him out now he improves his record to 39 wins and two losses and he could potentially get him a title uh fight next I mean or in by the end of 2020 to early 2021, he can get himself a title shot. And he would be a tough competitor for anybody at the 154-pound division. So I look forward to it, man. I feel like he possibly can win one. I still don't know as of yet because he is getting older. But I, I definitely look forward to that matchup if he fights somebody. Um, one of the title holders like Jamil Charlo or if he fights um, Jason Rosario or somebody of that nature or Patrick Teixeira. All those fighters are good matchups. So we will see. And the last fight that I want to talk about is the Gary Russell Jr. fight versus Tagasat Nyambayer. Gary Russell Jr. came into this fight with 30 wins, one loss, and 18 KOs versus. His nickname is King Tut, so I'll just call him King Tut. And he came into this fight with 11 wins, uh, zero losses, so he's undefeated in this campaign with nine KOs. And this is for the featherweight division. It was a 12-round fight, and it was for Gary Russell Jr.'s WBC world title belt. So this was a, a world title fight. It was a very important fight. And King Tut, he was a very good fighter. He, I think he, he was in the Olympics and he got silver. So he was a well-known uh, well boxer who had a lot of skills. And so it wasn't going to be an easy title defense for Gary Russell Jr. But when the fight happened, Gary Russell Jr. did a fantastic job in this fight. He won a unanimous decision. It was a 12-round fight and he won a unanimous decision. But he did a very good job at that his 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 straight lefts like in his left hooks he did a very good job doing that against uh king tut and he was just doing a good job controlling the distance with his jab because mind you king tut is taller than him 
and longer, but it, it, it did, definitely didn't make a difference for Gary Russell Jr. And he kept the distance. He and he came in every now and then, like later in the rounds, they did start getting closer and banging. But Gary Russell Jr. just kept that jab going. He mixed it up at the end by throwing some more right hooks, but mainly throughout the whole fight, he kept with that straight left and he kept with that left hook and was just mixing things up and. And it led to, led to him getting a nice unanimous decision win, a very good win against King Tut. And now he improves his record to 31 wins and one loss. And his only loss is to Lomachenko. But I, I believe he can probably get a rematch with Lomachenko. But he's calling out Javante Davis, Leo Santa Cruz. So hopefully we can see one of those matchups as well. So Gary Russell Jr. is the truth. I hope he gets more fights because since like 2015 to even 2019, he only fought once a year. So it's only like four fights in four years. So hopefully now he can stay more consistent and get in a lot of more fights because he is worth the watch. And he's a very, very good fighter. So I really look forward to seeing him fight more this year and a, bit, a bigger opponent because I feel like he can definitely, he said he can move up all the way to lightweight, which is the 135-pound division. So Looking forward to seeing that. And this concludes this episode of Sasa Boxing. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening all the way to the end. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a positive rating. And tell a friend to tell a friend if they're boxing fans because I'm going to continue to give out great content each and every week. In this upcoming week, Ryan Garcia fights as well as Caleb Plant. So be on the lookout for that because I'm going to give you all great commentary on those fights. So God bless.